Today I'd like to welcome to the PodMD studio Dr. Tim Yeo. Tim is an orthopedic surgeon with a special interest involving arthroscopic knee reconstruction, arthroscopic shoulder reconstruction, joint replacement and trauma surgery. Today we'll be discussing the topic of shoulder instability. We do hope that you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice given here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about any given patient. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the doctor, not of PodMD. If you do have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek that advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise in the area. This podcast is brought to you by Recoverware. Recoverware provides clothing solutions for injured or post-operative patients who might have difficulty dressing themselves. Recoverware offers contemporary, innovative and adaptive clothing solutions that help improve the patient experience and reduce the risk of further injury. Tim, thanks for talking with us today on PodMD. Thanks for having me, Sean. The topic for today's discussion is shoulder instability. Tim, can you describe for us what you mean by that term, shoulder instability? Shoulder instability is when the humeral head does not sit centrally within the socket of the shoulder joint. And it can be either partial, so that's called a subluxation, or it can be complete, which is a dislocation. And how does a patient with this problem of shoulder instability typically present? Commonly, there is some sort of traumatic event and the shoulder subluxes or dislocates out of position. But sometimes this does not happen and patients can just feel pain or that the shoulder is sloppy and they can't trust it anymore. And Tim, what are the things that really trouble the patient who has this condition? Most patients tell me that the worst thing is that they can't trust their shoulder anymore and they stop doing activities that they love to do, for example, sports. Sometimes it can be even so bad that the shoulder dislocates or sublux whenever they're sleeping or when they sneeze or sometimes even when they're driving a car, which is obviously pretty dangerous. Rarely, there can be even more worrying things that occur with shoulder dislocations, for example, nerve injuries. But thankfully, most of these resolve on their own without any intervention. There are also even rarer circumstances where a person is over the age of 40 and they dislocate their shoulder, and then they present with pseudoparalysis because they have a massive traumatic rotator cuff tear, which is obviously a really urgent problem that needs to be fixed. And what about the potential for these symptoms to get a little better and then relapse? It really depends on a few things. So firstly, the age of the patient when they first had their subluxation or dislocation episode. So we know that if someone is under the age of 20, their chance of re-dislocating in the future is over 97%, which is enormous. As opposed to someone who's in their 40s when they dislocate, their chance of redislocation is only 50%. So that's really important to take, uh, you know, to keep in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is that when someone dislocates or subluxes their shoulder, they can have a combination of soft tissue or bony injuries. And if they have a really large bony injury or a fracture of their glenoid, for example, then this is going to predispose them to recurrence. So that's something to watch out for as well. And Tim, can you outline for us the management of shoulder instability? For most people, physiotherapy is the mainstay of management, and this can keep the shoulder in place for over 80% of the arc of motion of the shoulder, so it's very, very successful. However, there are some people for which physiotherapy alone is not good enough, and they will continue to dislocate. So for these people, something surgical is the way to go, be it a soft tissue stabilisation, which most commonly is done through keyhole surgery, or a bony stabilisation in the form of a bone transfer. 
Thanks for that, Tim. So could you tell us now what are the features that should trigger a referral from the general practitioner to a shoulder surgeon like yourself? So I think that it's really important that we take a history um, and see what that patient really wants for their shoulder. So if they're, for example, a high-impact athlete or they work in the Defence Force, they're really going to need to have their shoulder to be stable for them to earn their living and to be confident in their shoulder. So these people are probably better off seeing an orthopaedic surgeon a bit early rather than later. There are other people that we know will dislocate, like we said before, the people who dislocate when they're young or the ones that already have recurrent dislocations, and these people really would benefit from seeing an orthopaedic surgeon. The last thing I would say is really those red flags that we spoke about before, the people that are pseudo-paralytic over the age of 40, we've got to really suspect that they have a rotator cuff tear that needs to be fixed, or the people that have ongoing instability or the pain or the sense that they can't trust their shoulder, these are also people that are really good to refer to one of us. Well, Tim, thanks again for your time here today in the PodMD studio. Just to sum things up, could you please identify three key take-home messages from your podcast today on shoulder instability? So the first thing I would say is that physiotherapy is suitable for almost everyone initially, so nothing is really lost by seeing a physio early. Secondly, the management of shoulder instability really depends on the pathology within the shoulder. So if they have a soft tissue tear or a fracture within their shoulder and also what that patient is expecting from their shoulder in the future. So it's very tailored to the individual. And the third thing I would say is that shoulder instability doesn't always present as someone that can't trust their shoulder. It's important to remember that sometimes they just have pain in their shoulder because of micro instability and this also can be fixed with physiotherapy or surgery. Well, Tim, thanks again for your time and the insights you've provided in what has been a very interesting discussion. Thanks, Sean.